0: Welcome to COVID times. Nothing is easy these days, and especially for our graduating class of 2020, nothing can be more challenging than watching what you thought was going to come not come to fruition. Today's episode will give you some tangible things that you can do as a parent to ease this burden just a little bit for your young person as they're missing out on some of life's key milestones. sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Gap Year Podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and I'm your host and Gap Year expert. Today, the title of this episode makes me giggle. Why Watching Your Kid Lose Grade 12 Stinks and 5 Things You Can Do to Make It Better. And I think I love this title so much because it's so raw and it's so real and it does stink uh, for everyone involved. And my goal is to always equip you with some tips and tools to be able to move yourself forward in your decision making or uh, in the way that you approach or look at things. So we are going to tackle this very, very real topic so we are in right now a situation of COVID-19 taking over so many things in our lives, and it's really difficult on everyone. People are losing their jobs, friendships are being challenged in new ways by putting that distance between us, we might even be going stir crazy at home. But I am really, really honing in and really feeling and empathizing with the graduating class of 2020 and the devastating effects that this is having on them. These are my people. These are the people that I serve, the people that I interact with on a daily basis and the people that are in such a critical part of their life in that transition from adolescence into early adulthood. And I can't help but listen to the things that they're saying and look at the situation with my adult brain and Just really, really feel for how challenging the situation is. In most years, I am connected with the most amazing families who recognize that their graduate maybe wants or needs some time off before heading into the next phase of their life. And they choose to do that through taking a gap year, and I get to support them on that journey. But they often say the language that they use is that they don't feel ready to go to university and and the gap year is just the right thing that's going to bridge them into more schooling. Now... This year's cohort will likely be taking gap years, uh, but maybe for a whole different set of reasons. And this has really got my brain going, my heart going, and really got me reflecting on the importance of the act of graduating high school as a legitimate rite of passage. Now, I'll put it right up front there, I don't have a teen living with me right now, uh, which is why I have the the space and the, the minds to be able to tackle this topic. Um, I'm also not in charge of any decisions at the Ministry of Education or at any college or university, nor do I have a crystal ball to see what's coming up, but this is a way that I can lend my expertise and what I know about young people to share some of my insights with you, and I'm really, really excited about this episode. Um, I know that the world is a little bit nutty right now, so if you can't get to the end of this podcast, I want to give you my five tips right up front. Uh, But the the tips will make a lot more sense in context with the other things that I'm going to share with you. So hopefully you can make it through to the end, but if you can't, here are the five things that I'm going to recommend. The first is coming up with some way to acknowledge their achievement. The second tip is to find opportunities for your young person to step into leadership roles within the home. The third one is to support connection between peers. The fifth is to check on your kid's support network. And then the fifth and last one is to ask gentle questions about their futures. So all of these pretty strongly rooted in communication, and I'll give some tips as well at the end of resources to help you with that communication piece, if that's not at its optimal state right now, given all the extra stressors that are happening in our life. So let's jump in. Flat out, (laughs) losing the end of your graduating year absolutely stinks if you have a grade 12 at home, you're probably feeling this big time. Uh, There might be lots of emotions, it might be anger, it might be grief, it might be confusion, and it might be directed in other ways. And they might not be necessarily able to articulate that it's that it's a loss of their graduating year that is really, really getting to them. And it can be very easy to get lost in these feelings um, and let them be all consuming. And And sometimes the tendency might be to belittle these emotions and this sense of grief or loss and to rush past it into acceptance or rush into planning for your future. Uh, But I really want to dig deeper into why this situation is so painful for young people and their families and provide you with some ideas on how to decrease that ache and that pain and to gain back a small sense of power over this situation. So let's actually look at the act of graduating high school. Graduates have been looking forward to this for their entire high school career and not only looking forward to it, but also working towards it. Uh, This isn't something that just happens overnight and automatically. Academically, they've been making sure that they have the right credits, the right number of community service hours, and maybe the grades to get them into their dream post-secondary programs. And all of this while holding down part-time jobs, managing friendships, managing romantic relationships, being involved in sports or arts, And having family responsibilities as well. So, this is no easy feat. Definitely something to really celebrate. And graduating high school isn't all about the prom, though we'll get to that in a little bit. So, hold on for that one. Uh, The graduation ceremony is also very, very meaningful. This is the public recognition of achievement. 12 years of work, growth, and maturation all coming to a close in closing off this first chapter of their life and opening up to the next chapter. And it really is a rite of passage. So let's think about this. How many times has the world actually made a big deal about your your graduate? Maybe their 16th birthday, maybe their 18th or 19th birthday was something to be recognized. But... Though all of those milestones, the young person didn't have to do anything to achieve that. They just had to stay alive one more year and the world would recognize it. high school graduation is their first public recognition of their achievement, something that they have really worked for. And I think that that is something that we maybe don't acknowledge in the same way or we don't think about it that way uh, because we have this sense that everybody graduates high school. And uh, the numbers actually across Canada, only 79% of folks end up with uh, a secondary uh, degree diploma and and graduate high school. So there's even 11% of people that haven't even made it to where they are, uh, let alone made it through with flying colors like your young person. Um, so I think that's that's really important. So my tip number one is to actually acknowledge their achievements. Now there's a part A and a part B to tip number one. So stay tuned and follow me here. So part A is for you as a parent to let them know uh, that you have seen how hard they've worked and how everything they've done to get where they are today. Uh, Let them know that not everyone is able to accomplish what they have accomplished, that you are in awe of how they've handled their high school career. Um, and this would mean the world to them just to hear it from a parent and you might not believe it, but your opinion matters greatly to them. Um, it's one of the most strong influencers of decisions that teens are making is, is actually the parent input and they just want to make you proud and if you can vocalize that, if you can put that into words and articulate it, that would mean so much to them and will pay off in the long run. Now I'm gonna put a big asterisk here. Um, Only say these things if they're true. They will see right through it if you are just trying to inflate their ego a little bit. So really spend some time to think about the strengths that your kids have exhibited in their high school journey. What are those things that they've done? Sit down and make a list. Be really thoughtful about this because you want it to have the biggest impact on your young person that it can. So put some time into into it and make a list. What have they overcome? What have they achieved? What skills have they really, really developed? Now, if you're like me, uh, I get a little bit emotional interior. I just thinking about all of the things that we can be proud of in our young person, um, and maybe that's the isolation kicking in and the, the added stress, but we really need to model as adults in our young person's life how to pause, reflect, and then articulate those amazing attributes that we admire um, in our almost adult child Uh, Now, the second part of part A is to think about how your kid would like to hear those things from you. Would they like you to write a letter uh, to them that they could keep forever and and tuck under their mattress while they're away at university and when they're having a rough time, pull it out and, and remember that mom and dad are so proud of them. Or are they more the type that would prefer a silly PowerPoint or video presentation with photos? Uh, Would you like, would they perhaps like for you to just have a really thoughtful, meaningful, connecting conversation on a walk that you go on together or over a family dinner? There's so many ways to share and only you know which your student or which your young person would really connect with and would be most meaningful to them. So this, I can guarantee you, will make a world of difference in your young person is just acknowledging how far they've come and how you admire all of the things that they've been able to achieve and all the skills and personality traits that make them who they are today. Now, I said there was a part B. So part A was all about that personal acknowledgement of their accomplishments and growth. Uh, Now part B is to invite the world around them to also acknowledge them. So this could be other family members, friends, teachers. Think about the people that they really respect. It would mean so much for them to hear this same message from those people as well. So a high school graduation, when the principal comes up and, and gives them a pat on the back or the teacher that they really admire gives them a hug or a smile or presents them with an award that they've won, those things matter. So we need to find a way to recreate that more communal acknowledgement. Now... Being recognized publicly will vary greatly depending on your teen's personality. Um, So think about how you could bring this into a larger circle of acknowledgement. So maybe if they're the letter type, you could invite other people to write their own letters to add to yours. Can you imagine having a manila envelope full of letters of how great you are? Um, I know if I look back to my camp days, I, I still have those and I still look back at them when I'm in a really tough time and it just lifts my spirits. Um, maybe your kid is a little bit more excitable and would jam on the idea of hosting a virtual, why we are so proud of, insert your kid's name here, party. Um, so having them all on Zoom and, and just chatting about why they're so awesome could be a real, um, a real benefit for some students. Or putting a notice in local paper saying how awesome your kid is. I think this is underrated. Um, We haven't seen a lot of that in the past, but but every time I do, it gives me a huge smile. Like, wow, these parents want to sing from the rooftop about how amazing their kid is. Um, And I think that, that if we could have a big movement of this, I think it would be really, really a beautiful thing. Uh, so only you will know what will resonate with your kids and what will not embarrass them beyond belief, because we don't want to head into that realm. Now, if you don't know or you're worried about crossing that line into too much embarrassment, do part A. Do that personal piece first, and then ask them how we can invite others in to also recognize them, and they may have some ideas or give you some guidance if you have some suggestions. So let's actually compare this to something familiar. Let's look at a wedding. This might be a little bit closer to your experience as a parent now. Can you imagine how devastating it would be to cancel your wedding because of COVID-19? Maybe you even know somebody who has had to do this. So Technically, you could still get a marriage license at City Hall, um, but that's not what a wedding is all about. A wedding is really about the public acknowledgement of your commitment to each other and bringing people together and celebrating and having a really great party. And this is so similar to this graduation experience. So if you can emotionally connect with the idea of having to cancel your wedding, um, Those are the same types of emotions that are coming up for your young person. So hopefully that analogy was a little bit helpful for you. Um, Let's jump into some of the other reasons that are making the loss of grade 12 so sucky. Uh, Socially, grade 12s have finally, after four years, made it to the top of the social ladder in their high school. Uh, They watched with awe as previous years graduates got the leadership roles, they were the leads in the school play, the captains of the teams, they were recognized as those who were leading the way for the rest of the high school. And now that it's finally their turn, their final semester, their turn to shine, They're told to stay home, to learn online, to distance from your friends, and don't rule the school like every other grade 12 before you. And that is devastating. You'd been, they'd been anticipating this opportunity to be the leaders, to be the ones that are stepping up, that are supporting the younger grades, that are getting access to those experiences and those opportunities that are usually reserved for the older grades. So here comes tip tip number two, and this is all about how you can provide them with a heightened sense of responsibility and ownership or leadership at home. So really think about this. This doesn't mean assigning them more chores that will actually have the opposite effect, so I, I discourage you from doing that, but perhaps bringing them into more adult decisions for the house. So perhaps you have to rejig your entire family budget because you're not driving as much as you used to be. There's more eating at home happening. Um, Maybe online shopping is looking a little bit different. So this is a new situation and you have to have a really strong family commitment to how you're going to be managing your finances. So maybe you want to invite your grade 12 student to to weigh in on how the family should be spending money and just inviting them into a higher level conversation that shows that they are making that transition into young adulthood and that you believe in their leadership capabilities. Another example might be uh, perhaps you are planning on doing a reno on your house, So ask your young person if they could do some research on finding the best contractor or coming up with a design that you think might work. So really giving them some ownership over something that matters within the house and a a way of showing that they are more advanced. They have a, a... a more grown-up role than their younger siblings if they have them, and that you're starting to see them as less of a child and more as a young adult, and this will really, really help the situation. So even if they're regressing a little bit and pushing back and showing you attitude maybe uh, that you might expect from a younger kid, that's just their, their psyche kicking in, you need to step up and show them that you have faith in their ability to make that transition into adulthood by giving them leadership opportunities. So there is your tip number two. Find those opportunities for them to step up within the home. Now, socially again at this stage, Young people's peers play such a strong role in their identity, in their value system and how they see the world. When you take that all away, it leaves such a huge void. When you are defining who you are in relation to your peers and all of a sudden you take away those peers, it's not only the social calendar that that empties, but it's also their identity their ability to think on their own, their ability to understand who they are. And anybody who's ever been through an identity crisis knows how challenging that can be to reorient yourself and to, uh, to, be, to figure out who you are. Now you might be saying they're on their phones all the time talking with their friends on social media and yes this is true but often their social media persona is not the true same person as their real self. What they post externally on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram is often much less vulnerable and showcases only the shiny brag-worthy things that are happening. The ugly, personal, and more raw version uh, is usually saved for a very select few of inner circle friends, and usually they see them at school and they'll chat about these things at the lockers or over lunch. So when you remove this outlet, it's really, really challenging, especially when they haven't built up the skills over time to be their own self in other ways. So this is a great but but very forced exercise in becoming your own person and and a forging your new identity. And many gap year students spend their year working on this exactly, redefining who they are outside of the high school context. So really taking a look at what are their own values, what are their true interests now that they're not influenced by the cool teacher or their best grades uh, and all those other things that happen in the high school environment It's a time to reflect and it can be so valuable for finding a future that is fulfilling and aligned with who you want to be in this world. So this is, this can be seen as a little bit of a mini gap year and identity here. Um, So how can you help them with this forced separation anxiety that they're experiencing and this heightened independent thought Tip number three is to encourage them to stay connected with their social media, but also encourage them to have some private chats with their closest friends. So creating a safer space where it's not gonna be public, people are not going to be screen capturing if they're having a meltdown or recording anything. Um, So maybe a phone call rather than a Zoom call uh, rather than uh, an Instagram Live. Um, So creating that safe private space that can simulate those one-on-one conversations that would have happened in during a walk to or from school um, where these young people can feel really raw and really real. So that's encouraging them to stay connected. Now the tip that follows immediately after that is as a parent spend some time checking in on and asking your young person how their friends are doing And now this is not really because their friends need you, although they might, and that could be an added bonus to this, but you're asking about your kids' friends will show that you know what's important to them. And at this stage in life, for most, their peers are paramount and they're so important. So it will help you to connect with your young person. But your kids also might be noticing different traits or values coming up in their friends that maybe they really admire or they really don't like the new way that they're showing up. And they might be feeling closer to some friends or more distant from others, and they might need your help in processing why. And these conversations about the new relationships that are developing with their peers really opens up some great conversation without it being directed directly at your young person um, that can address how your kid is coping coping with this situation and what values they are recognizing that they are holding near and dear. Um, and I think that that is such a great piece. So so tip number four is to spend time checking with your young person how their friends are doing and using that as a springboard to talk about the ways that people are coping and dealing with the situation and what values or attributes they are noticing in themselves and in others. And, and these skills will take them so far in life if they're able to To connect with that. So, grade 12 now moving forward is also a gateway to their future. So, the idea like, once I'm done this, I'm off on new adventures, I can close that chapter, I'm on to something different. And it's very, very exciting. But this year, those new adventures or that new chapter, it's actually a whole new book and it's a book that is unwritten. This isn't a choose your own adventure. Nobody knows what those eventualities are going to be. And so even for those who had a very, very clear plan, there are so many unknowns this year. And as humans, we avoid uncertainty. It makes us uncomfortable. We like answers. We like knowing what's coming at us. It makes us feel safe and secure. And in the absence of that, we feel very anxious, very worried. And a lot of the things that your young people are probably experiencing so many students right now are head down and trying to get through each and every day and all of the individual challenges it poses. So whether that's getting enough sleep or getting out, on bet, out of bed on time for their online classes or completing assignments or just not getting in their sibling's hair too much or um, eating appropriately, there's so much going on in a day-to-day basis and that may be where they, they are. And now if you look at a grade 12 student, they have this day, these day to day challenges, but they also have this additional looming heavy thing sitting on their shoulder because society has told them that their post-secondary decisions will define their success. And choosing a post-secondary program and applying and waiting for acceptances on a good day was surrounded in excitement and stress. And, And now we can take that and we can multiply that stress by a factor of 100 now that there are so many unknowns. So your kid might be anywhere on the spectrum um, at and at, at different stages. They might only be able to work within the next 24 hours. What do I need to do to survive the next 24 hours? Or perhaps they have a little bigger window. Maybe what do I need to do to get through to the end of this week? Or from here to summer vacation, what can I do? How can I cope and how can I manage myself between here and summer vacation? Um, so... I think that they also might be able to look one step further into the future and thinking about their post-secondary decisions. So the key here really is wherever they are, whatever they are capable of processing, that's where they need to be right now. Forcing them to look too far into the future can push them away. And right now, I can tell you nothing is more important than that connection. So we need to preserve that whenever possible. So as a parent, you need to be asking gentle questions and making gentle reminders, but not being too pushy. Your role here is to guide them through this process. So with these gentle questions, I'm going to give you tip number five, which is some very specific questions that you can lead with that might be helpful to them. So the first question, gentle question to ask is have you thought about how you would like to celebrate being done high school? Now, you can do whatever iteration that you want here, um, but I've chosen the words pretty particularly celebrate being done high school. I didn't say graduating. I didn't say replace prom. Um, Let's call it like it is. Let's be realistic. They're done high school. They probably don't feel like they're graduating or they're really still mourning prom. So how do they want to celebrate being done high school? And then once they can see that far, once they've come up with a plan for that, you can probably see how that relates back to uh, tip number one as well. Um, but if they can see that far, then you can guide them through the idea of looking at the bigger picture or the step beyond that. And the question that I'm going to recommend that you ask them is, "What are your, what is your ideal situation for September? And that will really allow them to start thinking a little bit further further in the future and um, if you ask them what their ideal situation is it will really start to highlight what some of their values or what some of the things that they feel are really really important to them and you can start to to make some mental notes as the adult in the situation about the things that that is important to them and the experience that they want to have And once they've created that ideal situation, Um, start to ask them, what information do they need? Now, this is two parts. So what information do they need to feel confident moving forward? And what do they need to feel secure in moving forward? So what do they need? And then what do they need to feel? And now these are two very different things and it might sound a little bit similar. So let me give you some examples. So maybe they will need to know that the program will be delivered in person. There's the information piece. They need to know that the program will be delivered in person, but they need to feel safe that COVID-19 won't be transmitted in residence. So maybe those are those are two very different things. Or maybe they need to know how the school is preparing to sanitize their classrooms. Um, But they need to feel stronger in their knowledge of calculus because the online learning ending to their course didn't really... They don't really feel solid in their knowledge, and they're they're very nervous about what calculus in university will look like. Um, so so again, there's there's the the knowledge and the information piece, but they also need to feel something. So I'll give you one more example. Maybe they need to know if they were accepted to a program or not. Maybe they haven't heard back yet, but they need to feel closure on their grade 12 experience before they are ready. Maybe they're just saying, like, I feel like I've lost out on something and I need to go back and I need to feel that closure with my friends. Um, So although these two kind of play very similarly, and it's not about really putting them into two specific columns, but it's more about getting them to think about not only what information do they need, but what else do they need to feel in order to make the most out of this experience moving forward. And that will really help to get you into more of that decision making side of things as you move forward and looking at the future and as deadlines are approaching um, and as more information is coming available about the different ways that post-secondary is going to play out. So, and I'll give you a little bit more information on that in a subsequent podcast, which I'll talk about in a second. But to recap, we've looked at those five tips. Number one is acknowledging their achievement, and that's two parts, as a parent and then as a larger community. The second tip is to increase leadership opportunities at home. The third tip is to support that connection between peers The fourth tip was to check in on your kid's peer network as a springboard for talking about how they are coping and the values that they are holding to. And then the fifth one was asking gentle questions about their futures. So hopefully those five tips have given you something to think about. Now, you can see that all of these tips are based around having good communication with your kid. And some of you may be there uh, and some of you may wish you had better communication or some of you might be mourning the good communication you had before the added stress of COVID-19. So let's just start off by really calling out that the fact that you're listening to this podcast means you care about your kid. And that in and of itself has great value. And whether your kid is communicating well with you or not right now, they can feel that you care about them and they will know and it makes a difference. Just being in the same space as them, smiling at them, sending them that text message makes a huge difference. And they know that you love them and they know that you will be there for them no matter how rough around the edges things may be right now. So if you are struggling right now or you feel that you have used all the old tools that used to work for you and your young person to connect, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend a book. And now it's called How to Talk So Teens Will Listen and Listen So Teens Will Talk. And it's written by Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish. And I will link to this in the show notes. Um, This is a book and it's very, very tangible and easy to read. It's written in stories and there's tons of actual cartoons in it. So it's fun to read. Um, You can get it on Kindle. You can get it on Audible, although uh, the cartoons are really difficult to come across in Audible. And you can have the you can get the physical book. Now, my copy has been read over and over and I don't even have teenagers. It has highlights and sticky notes all over it. So this is a resource you will come back to time and time again. Um, So if I could put a plug, I'd say get the physical book. Uh, Or if you're a digital, get the Kindle. Or maybe you don't want your kid knowing you're reading it. Maybe the Kindle. Um, I also really, really encourage you to come back to next week's podcast. And I will kind of be doing the the follow up to this uh, where I will be taking you through a process of how to make values based post-secondary decisions in a time of uncertainty. So we don't know what's gonna happen, we don't know what the rules of engagement are gonna be, but our values can be an anchor. Our values are gonna hold true and can act as a grounding tool to make meaningful decisions. And so we will explore what the different futures might look like, what all the different pathways might look like, and definitely looking at the pros and cons of gap years and how they may fit into uh, your, your planning for moving forward, depending on what your values are. So you, you guys as parents, you're killing it no one knows how to do this. No one's done this before. Absolutely, no one knows what's coming, and we're all holding it together by a very thin thread. And there'll be ups, there'll be downs, there'll be things that you are incredibly proud of and things that you wish you could just take back many, many times over. But This is a little vote of faith. I have faith in you and you are doing an incredible job and you will continue to work with your young person to make sure that this experience has been so positive. Now, if you do need a little bit more support when it comes to the mental health, I encourage you to check out episode ten of this podcast, where we talk with Zippy, who's um, a, a therapist candidate, and she has some incredible resources and thoughts for you in that space as well. So if you are still struggling, make sure you go back and check out that podcast. Now, last but not least, if you are in need of any immediate information or advice on the Gap Year pathway or you just want to chat some things out, or something in this podcast resonated with you that you need to just dig into a little bit deeper, you can always book me for a three a free 30-minute call. So that's at cangap.ca slash call. And um, I will link to that in the show notes as well. And I'm going to drop in a little bit of a teaser. So make sure you're on our email list or you're following us on social media, because we are going to be delivering a series on navigating high school graduation in COVID times. And so I'm really excited to just drop that in here and more details will be coming very soon. So stay tuned, Uh, but make sure you are following us on social and we will get that information to you very, very shortly. So until next time, as always, keep on adventuring. But now, even if it's only in your dreams, take care.